everything you need for a brand new day. Cliff Owen Kate for breakfast. On the Cliff Owen Kate podcast. Viva Las Vegas. It's Viva Las Vegas, baby. <laughs> I want in on this junket. There's a bunch of Triple M dudes over just, I think they're having pool parties, but they actually are reporting on the NRL round one happening in Las Vegas this weekend. In inverted commas, working, Kate. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Liam Flanagan from the Scorecard podcast phoning in from Vegas on the pod today. Yeah, we also play the nickname game. God, this is just one of my favourite segments that we do. You guys tell us your nickname and we tell you how you got it. A particularly naughty edition <laughs> of the nickname game coming up today on the Cliff Farm Kate podcast. The NQ Fast Track Talent Showcase is the only showcase of its type in Queensland. It's open to all ages and all talents, and it's hosted at the Burdekin Theatre. To tell us all about it this morning, we have Tammy Quagliata from the Burdekin Council. Morning, Tammy. Good morning. How are you? Good, Tammy. Excited that the um, talent showcase is coming around again. First oh, question. Very exciting. We, we have to ask, why is this event so popular because the idea of a talent quest it's one of the oldest forms of entertainment it's been around forever what is the power of this one why is this one so popular yeah i think it just offers something that nothing else in north queensland or queensland um offers at all we've got a a special crew coming down to actually to run it for us so they're talent scouts for things like the voice x factor australia's got talent so yeah really good opportunities and just a Fun, really fun experience. How far away from the Burdekin do you actually have people coming in for the talent showcase? Well, this year I've seen registrations come from Sydney and just yesterday we did have one from Victoria. So that that's just crazy. Wow. Is there a limit? Like is there a cutoff to what constitutes a talent? Like what's some of the – I mean, obviously you're going to have singers and dancers and that, but what's some of the other stuff you actually have Not, come through the door? There, There is no, no – Endless, it's endless. So we've had a rapper, we've had a a poet, we've wow. got um, balancing man. Wow. So he comes and balancing. So any talent, Clippo. So I'm sure you've got something up your sleeve. I can juggle. <laughs> I can juggle with three balls, Tammy. <laughs> Tammy, Bring it on. Tammy, has anyone from the talent showcase gone on to to do great things or to sort of make a career from their talent that they've showcased? Um, so not so much a career, but one of our, our special prizes is we offer somebody a development opportunity um, down in Melbourne. Wow. So they get to fly down there with the crew um, from the Fast Track Talent Showcase. And I do have a little secret up my sleeve today um, that one of our prizes we're going to be offering. I can't give too much away, but it's actually going to be a live TV um, performance. Yeah. So somebody's wow, going to have, yeah. Somebody's oh. going to have the opportunity to fly down to Melbourne for a live TV performance after this showcase. Wow. That's some great prizes. Now, Tammy, everyone's going to want to know, how do they enter? Where do they find more information for the Talent Showcase? Yep. So if you jump on the Burdekinshire Council or Burdekinshire Youth Council Facebook pages, all of the information is there. Um, give us a call or pop us an email. Um, it's that simple, really. And it's tickets are on sale. So if you don't have a talent, you just want to come and watch all the fun, um, see our special guests 
Taylor Henderson and Ethan Beckton. Um, tickets are on sale at the Vatican Theatre. Yeah, a lot of people know those two. You always get the best guests at this event. Yes, we do. Yeah, that's an exciting part about the showcase as well. So, All right, get around it. It's the NQ Fast Track Talent Showcase. Entries from far and wide right across Australia. You can understand why. I'll uh, practice the um, juggling, Tammy. <laughs> Can't <laughs> wait. Can't wait to see it. Tammy Quagliata, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Triple M's pressure test. Ten questions, sixty seconds, and a grand in the hand. One triple three five three is the phone number. If you want to have a crack at the pressure test in the morning, we're going to give you for free just for listening to the pod. A question number one, Kate. Yes, question number one, Cliffo, is who was the first prime minister of Australia? Oh, I remember that. I, I did the Canberra excursion in grade six. Oh, isn't um, that a done thing nationwide? You have to go to I Canberra for an excursion? So. Yep. I think so. Um, it was Edmund Barton. I remember that from grade six. You would be absolutely correct. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't prime minister for a long time, relatively short time. No, was... I can see his face, that black yeah. and white sort of picture. Edmund Barton was the first prime minister yeah. of Australia. Here for a good time, not for a long time. <laughs> uh, the pressure test back in the morning on Triple M. This is Cliff and Kate's nickname game. Tell us your nickname and we guess how you got it. Oh, that's a good name. Uh, it's pretty much there all in the open. <laughs> One triple three five three. Tell us your nickname or someone you know their nickname and we'll guess how you got it. This has provided us with a lot of amusement, hasn't it, Cliffo? I love this segment and it always goes off. I've I've got a couple for you, Cliffo, some some nicknames I've managed to wrangle up. <clears throat> I used to work at a very sociable company. Uh, there was one bloke who never went out, so we used to call him the Olympic Flame. <laughs> uh, some some really good sort of work-related ones, uh, if I can find them. Um, well, Harder, why, while you're looking, yeah. we've cut together the best of the best from last week. Okay, so you, you have a look. <laughs> we'll get one more from you, but this is what we had phoned through for the nickname game a week ago. One of the guys at work, we call him Cyclone. I reckon something to do with he comes in, he makes a big mess, and then he nicks it off. Pisses off. Yeah. No, it's a slow-moving depression. <laughs> it's a slow-moving <laughs> depression. I work with a guy that used to be called Milo. Milo likes to be mixed with milk. You stir it. Was he a bit of a bit of a shit stirrer? Was he, Ryan? No, not at all. No, you got to give it to us, mate. He certainly wasn't quick. He certainly oh, wasn't. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I mean, that's how it works, North yeah. Queensland. One triple three five three. Tell us the nickname, and Kate and I try and work out how the person got it. Lots of nicknames for for workmates and stuff. I'm going to give you two more. Yeah. Sensolite only works if someone walks past, <laughs> uh, and wheelbarrow only works when pushed. <laughs> One triple three five three. Add to the list. Nickname game. Tell us a nickname. Could be yours. Someone else's. Well, guess how they got it on Triple M. Got Greg here. Greg, your nickname, mate, or someone else's? Oh, and I, actually, before we should get in this, I've got a little warning here to some of them. Yes. Uh, if there's little ears in the car, it's a little adult it's today. A, the nickname. It's game. a bit so, cheeky. Everyone's feeling a little bit cheeky this morning. I like it. I like a cheeky day. One triple three five three. Greg is first. Yes. Yeah, so, Greg, uh, your nickname or someone else's? No. This is. Uh one of the office girls that you used to work with. Yeah, okay. We called her Spanner. Spanner. Used to call her Spanner. Okay. Yeah. Um, used to cause drama. She's Spanner th- in the works? Spanner in the works. No, when she walked through the shed, she used to tighten all the blokes' nuts up. 
Uh, she was a good-looking sort. Solid, Greg. Solid. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Oh, wow. We're really <laughs> just <laughs> walking up to the line and dangling our toe over that line, aren't we? Craig is here. Craig, your nickname or someone else's? Yeah, I had a mate whose nickname was Trip. 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 His nickname. T R I P. His nickname was Trip. Was he a bit clumsy or something, Craig? No. That's what I was thinking, always Clumsy. falling over. Trip, trip, trip. Uh, nah, no, I'm give it to us, Craig. He took too much acid back in the day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's never lived it down, he's, and that's his nickname now. He's a naughty this morning. He's so naughty. I love it. Those must be comfortable shoes. I bet you could walk all day in shoes like that and not feel a thing. <laughs> I wish I had shoes like that. I do have some very comfortable shoes. They were gifted to me by my husband, Matthew. So it was my birthday on Monday. My family came in here and surprised me. Can I just plug, see the video of that. It is absolutely beautiful. The, the yes. emotion in your face. Um, it's on our Facebook and Instagram, it on is, our socials, yeah. Triple M Townsville. It was a great video. It was a great surprise. I was even more surprised when I opened my present to find that there was a pair of shoes in there. Now, Matthew's great at giving gifts. I'm terrible at giving gifts. I when I when I wear a pair of shoes, I wear them to death until mm. they basically die. So I met the cycle of shoes where all my shoes are dead. He gifted me a lovely pair of white crispy <laughs> sketches for Christmas, okay? And then when I opened this present here yesterday, I thought he'd wrapped up the same thing. And I was like, oh, are these the same white sneakers? Yeah. And he said, no, they're purple. And it I said, it was a very awkward moment. You I thought like, he'd rewrapped a gift he'd already given you. I did. <laughs> so he thinks they're purple. I think they're white. It's a whole thing which is making people question my sight and my color blindness. Well, we did a snap poll around the office. We did. Uh, we tested three other people. 100% said they're purple shoes. You still see them as white. It's only when you put them up against the white shoes that you went, oh, maybe there's a tinge of purple. Correct. Uh, but on one triple three five three. Gary has called through. Mate, what do you want to add to the conversation? It's obvious that she needs to go to an optometrist and get her eyes checked. Yeah. She could be colorblind. I know. Do you know what, Gary? Look, there there is a chance, and I hate to admit this, but I, I only reckon it's a, some certain colors. It seems that purples or light purples uh, seem to be a thing. My husband actually said to me yesterday, uh, I'll tell you what my favorite segment was yesterday, Katie goes, where you admitted that you were wrong and I was right. I know how hard it is for a woman to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary. And, uh, unlike males who, if they're wrong, they just say it straight out, okay, I was wrong. I think the Gary, only I way. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Two against one. Shush up, you guys. <laughs> I think the only way to uh, to see whether I am colorblind is to potentially get a test done, Gary. What do you reckon? I think so because I can see from here that the shoes are purple. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, we're going to reach out to uh, Stacey and Stacey or uh, Specsavers or something. <laughs> we will get the eyes. Uh, maybe we get a live, like a live test on air or something, Kate. You can. Yeah. I've actually Googled it. You can do uh, colorblind <sighs> tests online. So perhaps we'll put me and my husband even to the test to see who actually is colorblind. Go the bloke. Okay. <laughs> Up the boys, Gary. Oh, hang on. Here comes my wife. I've got to go. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. <laughs> See you, mate. See ya. You're sampling the best. Woody. Woody's back. 
Footy is back. Round one is kicking off this week and in Las Vegas. To give us a bit of a vibe check, we've got uh, Liam Flanagan from the Scorecard. Uh, you can catch that on Listener. Flano, welcome. Uh, yeah, good morning, team. Kids out there, if they tell you radio isn't all it's made out to be, get into it. You get some amazing junkets, <laughs> and I am on the all-time junket right now here in Sydney. Viva Las <laughs> Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Round one, the NRL are kicking off Sunday afternoon, our time. Um, this was first proposed a few years ago. It's actually come to fruition, and somehow you scored a plane ticket over there, Flan. Yeah, let's, let's not dig into the details of how I made my way here. The point is I am here. Uh, and yeah, look, it's 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 amazing because this is a city synonymous with gambling and parties and all the rest of it. And here we are launching the new NRL season, uh, Saturday night Vegas time, Sunday afternoon Australian time, with a double header. Uh, and and look, I I wouldn't say the city has been caught up in NRL fever. It's not as though you know there's people walking around the streets talking about but there are plenty of rugby league fans getting around there's mm. lots of, i'm seeing a lot of bunny support and it is a very surreal experience to walk up the strip and see billboards promoting rugby league i um i did see some of the I, i'm a bunny supporter from way back i grew up in redfern i spent most of my 20s in redfern um mm. i saw some of the bunnies boys on the beach given it some top gun sort of vibes <laughs> yes. yeah well they're bit, so the bunnies boys are actually down in san diego they've they're not here yet the only team that has actually been like trusted to uh, spend their lead-up time in the Sin City is Manly. Uh, you've got Roosters and uh, Brisbane have both been in LA. It's actually on the plane over with Joey Manu from the Sydney Roosters this morning. He's been a late arrival. But there's other teams. The, the Rabbitohs have been in San Diego. And I guess the teams are taking something of a cautious approach given the nature of the city and everything that's, uh, that comes with it. They probably don't want to expose the team to, I guess, the dangers of Las Vegas yeah. for too long. Is that leash going to be pretty tight? Of course, we saw that little bust up. There was nothing in it mm. between Reynolds and Carrigan um, about two weeks ago in Brisbane. I-, I heard after that the Broncos have had to tighten the leash a little bit. Is that sort of they across have. the board for all players? Well, I, look, I, I don't I, – from what I understand is that, again, Manly's kind of the team that's trusting their players that little bit more. Manly's actually got two different flights out the day after the games, one for the younger players that goes first – and then your older players, your more experienced players, your Cherry Evans and your Aaron Woods types, they're on a later flight. Uh, but Broncos, yeah, you mentioned that scuffle. And that really was a line in the sand for the club because off the back of that, the team was meant to be going to this rap party where Ludacris is performing in Vegas after the game. Uh, that's been uh, – they put a, pen th- a line through that off the back of that little scuffle. They have really, really tight leash on the team. Wow. Shame, really, isn't it? They should have left. They should have. Re- I reckon they should have left the Vegas round to the last round, Flan. Oh, now you're talking. Now, well, I mean, look, that, Kate, I like the idea. It is a nice idea, but it might also be the end of rugby league as we know it. Did you hear though? The big one in the lead up was that the uh, Manly boys were dis- uh, encouraged to get off Tinder uh, for their stay in Las Vegas. I mean, it's sage advice. <laughs> Whoever's <laughs> advising them is on the money. Um, got, got to just ask quickly before we let you go, Liam Flanagan, uh, do the Americans care? Because we had Peter Volandis coming out defending the fact that um, numbers for tickets pretty low, um, but it is going to be broadcast across America. He's saying it's more about the television rights than it is actually bums on seats at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. 
Look, you're hearing varying reports of how many people are going to attend this. I mean, it's an amazing stadium. It's state-of-the-art. It holds 60-something thousand. You're hearing reports from 20,000 to 40,000. I expect that if you're in, if you happen to be in Las Vegas and you're listening to this, you might be able to pick up a, a ticket pretty cheap uh, out the front of the stadium on game day. Look, I think for, for the NRL, this is a, this is first step on a new frontier. It's an adventure. They'd love to get a little bit of interest from the American market, particularly around that gambling money as well. If they can pick up some of the money there, it will. Uh, it's a huge windfall for the game. But I don't think they're going to be converting any diehard NFL fans to the uh, to rugby league anytime soon. All right. Uh, well, don't miss it. It's the Seagulls v. the Rabbitohs. That's from 12.30. And then at 2.30, uh, Roosters v. Broncos. Uh, we'll cover all the action all weekend here on Triple M. Uh, live from Las Vegas, uh, from the Scorecard podcast on Listener, Liam Flanagan. Big love. Thank you, mate. I'm off to a pool party, guys. Enjoy your day. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast.